do the hucklebuck. I do the hucklebuck. If you don't know how to do it, man, you're Dear gonna... God, what's going on here? What are you doing in my office, Tannister? Just borrowing some stationery. For continuity, I still send everything from the office of Antishak, especially when I'm corresponding with pop stars. And I'm in no mood for this Tishak uh, Tannister. Come on. Chill, now. dude. I'll just send a few emails from Tishak at gov.ie, then I'll be you on my way. You have access to that account? I've been locked out and forced to use my old email account, madmihal69 at aircom.net. <laughs> what is you in such a fowler, BT Dubs? Ah. Usually all TFI Friday, delighted you've survived another week in office, yeah. rewarding yourself with a celebratory boiled egg by now. Ah, it is the COVID business. I'm getting death threats from nightclub owners. Thought you'd be totes used to death threats by now. Of course I am, but they're mostly from elderly farmers and Joe Duffy collars. Oh. There's something about your typical nightclub owner that makes you think they might follow through with it. Uh, what are we going to do? Sorry, we? No, no, no. Yes. I'm far too busy Brexit Brit bashing my way back into the Daily Mail's bad books to recover my self-satisfaction ratings <laughs> to get involved with tightening COVID restrictions. That's so 2020, man. Uh, if only the health service wasn't such a shambles we could cope with this tiny wave like every other EU country has. Yeah. Do you ever think back in your time as health minister and wonder why didn't you do anything to increase ICU beds? Uh, then we wouldn't have to shut down the economy every time a hundred people in a country of five million get sick. Ah, uh, stop. You weren't that bad in terms of... Uh, um, although you did make a complete hames of the health service. Me? <laughs> no, dude. I was talking about you. Me? What? Ah, uh, no. No, no, no. Look no, on the bright side. Yes. We'll get to keep teasing when things might get to reopen again, like oh. clubs to reopen for Crimbo. That's always handy for a good news headline. Uh, whenever you let someone else get a cut of the Leo light. I mean the limelight. You can make some more big speeches. Oh. If they're anywhere near as good as mine, they're a shoe-in for reeling in the years 2021. <laughs> the, the only real measurement of a Taoiseach's legacy going forward. Totes. If it didn't make it onto reeling, did it actually even happen? No, no, no. no. You know, I'll let you in on my epic speech strategy if you like. Oh, you do that? First, I'd like to start with an insanely long walk up to the podium. Right. And make sure the camera angle is low so you look 10 feet tall. Ten feet. Hang on, let me grab a Pian Louis here. Ten then I'll open with a quote from a 90s movie. Mm. It has to be a big box office hit that's still loved by millennials so they get the reference for Twitter loves. Uh, which ones are the millennials again? Are they the X-Revision era, the Netflix gen or the ones who can't afford homes? Oh wait, no, that's all of them. Uh, let me Ugh, see. Though, uh, this could take a while. Oh. Maybe we should order in some boiled eggs using slaveroo. Our budget phone lines are open and the ministers are here. Hello. Pascal Donoghue, this was a very boring budget, wasn't it? Thank you, Claire. We made it boring so that the only people paying attention would be the remains of Fine Gael support, which is landlords and people from the horsey bits of Kildare and Wicklow. And that was easy peasy lemon squeezy. And my voice, Claire, is like our comp plan. Uh, like the budget, it's designed to put people to sleep. And just a quick Google here. Ah, your minister, Michael McGuire. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, our first caller is Patrick. Tell us your story. Uh, well, I'm a tenant and yesterday's budget did nothing to tackle the extortionate rents that I have to pay to <sighs> Mr Monopoly. Hello, Patrick. Now, sorry to be cranky pants, Pascal, but I actually did address the rental sector yes. by extending tax relief to landlords. Graceful. We also twiddled your tax bans an itty bitty bit, mm-hmm. which puts more money in your pocket, yeah. which you will have to give to your landlord. Up yours. Mary from Dunn. 
Glow is on the line. Hi, Mary. When are the victims of Micah going to get redressed? Oh, sad puppy face dimples. Yeah. Unfortunately, Micah's not a budget day issue. No. We'll be fudging that one around midterm when no one's paying attention to the news. So thank you, Mary. And I hope that was patronising enough for you. Up, Mary Lou. Actually, Minister, why do we cram every issue under the sun into an hour on one day of the year? Wouldn't it be better to spread these measures out? That way, people might actually interrogate what we're doing instead of being bamboozled by our fiscal phrases, such as we're increasing the consolidated fiscal derivative funds (laughs) by (laughs) 15.11% over three and a half years. I don't understand half of it and I can process more information than a data centre. I'm a machine. If we don't distract the pensioners by saying things like digital gaming, which they can't understand, they might realise that giving them five euro of their own tax money is a bit like that part of Fight Club when they sell old people's soap made out of their fatty backside. Can somebody ask what's-his-name McGrath something? Like, if he becomes leader of Fianna Fáil, would anybody even notice? <laughs> yes, well, what this government needs is stability and continuity. Yes. And if that means a new party leader with the same name Ooh. and from the same constituency as the current one, <laughs> I'm willing to slump into that role. Oh. I'll even take the fodder if needs be. <laughs> Very good. Mm. Brian from Coutil mm. has another question mm. from Minister McGrath. Minister, Minister, you said yesterday that you'll provide free contraception for women. <sighs> what about the men? Michael. Who's going to pay for the single Johnny I'm likely to need over the Christmas <sighs> if the bus from Eden Key gets in on time? Who? Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, the minister's own voice has sent him to sleep. <laughs> so we'll have to leave it there. Hooray! And now I don't have to do any work for another year other than polish my CV for my big boy <sighs> pants job in Europe. Or the central bank, maybe. It is a nice high building on the Liffey with the bestest view of the housing crisis. Toodles, Claire! I can't believe he used to be adorable. I love MILFs. This is BBC News, I'm Hugh Edwards. You hoped you'd heard the last of it, but like Jeremy Clarkson being racist in cars on television, Brexit seems like it'll be with us forever. This week, Brexit Minister David Frost insisted the Northern Ireland Protocol be completely renegotiated, threatening both international law and our sanity. Suggesting we honour the terms of the agreement I made and boasted about two years ago is the sort of EU bureaucracy that Brexit will get us away from. But our hands are tied due to EU overreach now and instead of overreach it's time for the EU to reach around if you will and help Britain out. The EU has proposed dropping the majority of border goods inspections, leading to concerns in Dublin about the unchecked importation of something called Nordy Tato. Foreign Minister Simon Coveney is not impressed. Uh, Thank you for having me on. No one in Ireland wants to hear me talk Brexit anymore. Uh, And my gratitude to the British government for making me cool again. And can I just I'm sorry, the Deputy Prime Minister Leo Varadkar is on this and he's more important. Uh, Can I not catch a break? Leo? Yeah, the Brits are bad. Daddies, I'm a posh Republican and hard. I can even name two out of the six counties: uh, Monaghan and Derry girls. P.S. I'm totes up for a Tory spanking because it makes me look extra ledge bag here. Uh, <laughs> this isn't fair. He steals everything I do. Loser. Thank you, Mr. Ferenka. Hey. So the UK is in another dreadful crisis. Naturally, this means the Prime Minister is on yet another holiday. F- me. 
Oh, you've completely caught me off guard in a not-at-all stage photo op. I was just painting here, just like Churchill. It's supposed to be a landscape, but it looks oddly like breasts. Chabba, chomp, chomp, motorboat, bumbles. Where were we? Yeah, sorry. We, we, we did have an oven-ready deal, but on closer inspection, it might need a wood-fired clay oven approach. Those things might get burned down and destroyed. But before you know it, if enough people starve or emigrate, Brexit will rise our great country with a, a delicious pizza containing whatever's left on the shelf, Spam and Matt Hancock. Wow, I'm hungry. When's lunch? Give me a G&T filled with sausages. Channel my crab burgers. Great ass. Now, because people still bizarrely care what he thinks, here's Nigel Farage. No, 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 no. We should never have agreed to the North Eastern Island Protocol. But more importantly, I've been paid £70 to say things to Irish punters. This one is from Adele to our ex-husband in Dublin. Zip up your mickey. To Paddy, I say, Chucky, our law, which is something about rugrats, no doubt. And finally, to the people of the very real Irish village of Dara, who are in a county final, I'd like to say, up Dara. <laughs> oh, dear. And I'm also available for video on request. I won't even charge you to say things like, I hope Farage gets sunburned, is then forced to take a very hot shower, falls into a pile of nettles naked, and then is tied to a Christmas tree filled with thistles before being forced to walk across a room full of upturned plugs while being pelted with petrol-flavoured milkshakes. I'm Hugh Edwards, still reporting on Brexit because presumably I did something terrible in a past life. Good night. Hello and welcome. Tonight, an unelected man's reign of sarcasm continues as he riles up students seeking affordable rants. Our special report tells the story of Dublin City Council boss Owen Keegan. It contains graphic scenes of arrogance. Mm. Summer 2014 began with one man stand against Garth Brooks, 400,000 people with poor taste and the only five in a row in Croker that anyone outside of Dublin ever cared about. Banning Garth would become the origin story of Owen Keegan. Fintan O'Toole explains. Uh, what you've got to understand is once he felt the rush of enraging 400,000 coaches who think 18 chicken wings are a starter, Owen needed a greater fix. So he set up a paradigm whereby his success depended on just how many people he could piss off. In his tenure, homelessness has multiplied, rents have doubled and corporate landlords have made Mark Zuckerberg-sized profits. Housing isn't the fault of one man, but if it was, he'd probably have Owen Keegan's head with Owen Murphy's beard and Michael Vulture Noonan's love handles. This week, in an exchange with a student, Keegan had a fit of the Marie Antoinettes. He basically said if students think firms are exploiting housing for profits, then go become a developer. I mean, this to the Students' Union president who's doing a psychology degree in UCD. Psychology! He'll never be a developer. I mean, the best he can hope for is a column in the Irish Times, if it even exists by the time he graduates. But he graduates within two years. I know what I said. Keegan's actions have annoyed more people than you can 
shaker Maria Bailey swing at. His biggest hits include emptying Dunleary of life, blowing 430 grand on a roundabout, 200k on road signs, bringing in clamping and covering the city in fences. Owen has a fence fetish. He gets more turned on at the idea of steel barriers preventing fun in the city than I do at the sight of the theatre festival brochure. So glossy. Oh. Owen Keegan happens to be a veteran kayaker. His most controversial project, a 23 million euro white water rafting thing. It is his dream. His wet dream. So how exactly does Dublin get rid of an unelected CEO who, after seven years, was able to renew himself for three more? He said he'd step down if we can beat him in a white water rafting race. But then we'd have to build a white water rafting facility to stage the race. So it feels like a trap. He's very clever. Could he be cleverer than I? I can't sleep at night just thinking about it. It seems now the best chance of getting rid of Owen Keegan is if Simon Coveney took him out for dinner at the Piglet and invented a UN job for him. In the meantime, Keegan the kayaker paddles on and piddles all over Dublin. Mm. And we've just received word that Owen Keegan has apologised for his remarks to students. But he's always so sarcastic, so how can you tell if it's real? If students were affected by our report tonight, why not join a really cool campaign? See campaignmiriam2025.oris.org. Never has so much of a budget been leaked by so many to so few who were even remotely interested. So with all the dramatic tension of a Fair City promo, the only real twist on Budget Day was that anyone showed up at all for this annual afternoon of twitching, scratching, texting and yawning. The last year and a half has been hard on us all. to thank the frontline heroes and the Norsey Warsies and the Garda Bard. The world is burning. Burning, burning. Housing policy has made even Dermot Desmond, a billionaire tax exile, sound socialist. And I would and I like to, to thank all the cuckoo funds for helping me write this budget 2022. And I commend... The opposition was too bored to even heckle and soon were snoring like a Green Party leader when mini-minister Michael McGrath read out his list of tiny tweaks that won't change anything but makes it feel like they've done some work in 2021. to the weekly rate for qualifying child which I think is important to the fiscal rectitude surplus domiciliary care allowances that allow the poverty of periods and yes I said periods I'm not blushing I'm always this salmony colour I swear Pierce Doherty fired the first shots of opposition time was he used to be the 18th person to slag off the budget when he first became Sinn Féin finance spokesman out of touch out of ideas and out of time I've done this palaver 13 budgets in a row now the worst thing is how can Carla will I deliver my budget as minister when my tone of voice only lends itself to giving out something rotten. By the time Richard Boyband Barrett got to wave his arms around, there was someone hoovering the doll chamber, setting mouse traps, and switching on and off the lights to get the last few stragglers to finish their you drinks. Are using is this an empty chamber I see before me? The expenses before my hand. Come, let me clutch thee, and doll Aaron unsex me here and fill me from. But the scraping of the barrel was 
was left to Padder Tobin, into spokesman on finance, climate, health, transport, eugenics, you name it. Though by now the last Count Corla was already at home, watching Hell Week and thinking they all had it easier. Allocating an itsy A total betrayal of the voters. Why me? I look at you and I get to feeling what Year on year allocation of fun. Michal Lahan, considering retraining as a digital games master for the tax wins, RT News. Kenny Show on News Talk. Move, move, move the dial. It's that time of year when the streets are filled with gangs of children dragging pallets towards housing estates, getting off the couch, working together and having fun. Today we ask, how can we put a stop to it? Before that, former Taoiseach Bertie Hearn is in studio to talk Brexit. So Bertie, Hibernia caveat, the Brits are at it again. Well, well, well they are part of a, a Lord Frosty, the bedsit minister, yeah. made, made a speech which was phantom mouth to a, a death Affirmation of war. Ooh. He's just not engaging in honest diplomacy. 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 Strong words there. The ones that made sense, anyhow. Frost is not a nice man, which you'll know if you've seen that movie Batman or Robin, where he's played by Arnold uh, Schwarzkopf, and he's trying to kick the cat down the road using devious TikToks. TikToks. Let's assume you mean tactics such as well, raising the issue of the European Court of Just Eat for one. Yeah. Dave known about the AKG for years and oh. throwing it in now is, is just a dead herring and, yeah. uh, and then he makes these unseasonable demands uh, par exemple well, well they signed up to the Northern Ireland protocol but now they're refusing to honour it they want all the benefits oh. of, of, of the single market without any of the, 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 the commitments rather like their love rat Prime Minister <laughs> naughty Pat uh, so, uh, what? The, the single market commitment affairs well, I, I, I don't really get double meanings <laughs> dare I say you struggle with single meanings on occasion uh, so Lord Frost is playing hardball what are his red lines I, 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 just wrinkles I think but but but, 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 but anyway, I'm not a doctor. No, as in, I'm willing to go this far and no further. Oh, well, well I'm not sure about him, but yeah. I, I'll go as far as Drim now, no further. But even that's a bit dodgy. <laughs> the whole Lewis red line is, is, is a bit of a no-go. <laughs> yeah, non-negotiables. <laughs> well, well, the standard advice is to pack your non-negotiables in a separate shopping bag and, and keep them in a different part of the fridge. Well, I feel stupider. Thanks. Uh, let's finish with a listener text. Maureen says, if they have the energy to build bonfires, they should have the energy to build social housing put them to work she says food for thought there Bertie and a good morning to you ah hello Pat dear lord now it's over to Des for news of sport make a quick Des yeah sorry um Des Two wins for Ireland now over the international break and a lot of questions answered by Stephen Kenny and his team. The big one being, what does it take for the fans to love an anti-vaxxer? Oh. Five goals in two games seems to be the answer. Right. Irish fans now admire Callum Robinson in that weird way, much how like people can still watch Liam Neeson films and pretend he never told that story about hunting for black people to beat up. Moving on. <laughs> the Stephen Kenny detractors, however, have to work extra harder now to slag the most slaggable man in Ireland. Here's pundit Tony Cascarino. 
Mm. Well, you know, we've gone from tactically ignorant to scientifically ignorant. We've beaten Qatar. It's not even a real country. It's a musical instrument, isn't it? Who am I sending my invoice to? How do you spell invoice? So from Village Hero for Callum Robinson, it's like something out of the Ted Lasso show. Is it Lasso? How do you pronounce that, Kevin? I haven't watched it, Des. Me either, or neither. I couldn't get my phone into the side of the telly to make the Apple TV iPad thing work. Anyway, the port was all bunged up with coleslaw for some reason. Not sure how that happened. Brian Kerr is on the line. Brian, yeah. has Kenny saved his job now? Yeah, like a phoenix from the flames or a flaming car up the back of the phoenix park. He's pulled it out of the fire, Des. Yeah. He's doing well considering the limited resources he's working with. No more than myself. You're talking about when you were manager? Uh, yeah, sure, if you like. Thanks, Brian. So, to keep the Ted Lasso or Lasso theme going for you, Gavin. Still haven't seen it. Oh, coleslaw in the socket, yeah? What? Never mind. So, like on the show, I presume there are bad guys and they probably sound much like Diddy Haman. So, yeah, you know, yourself, you know, my criticism of the manager will stay very mild because I don't want to spoil the cushioned punditry number that I have going on with the RTE. So, uh, flight expenses, schnell. Stiddy dear. Right, so I've looked it up online, Des. Everyone in Ted Lasso is sound. Ugh, like that annoyingly nice Richie Sadlier character. Or is it Sadlier? How do you say that? Just play the clip. Look, what can I say? I'm just unbelievably sound and in tune with the mood of the country and... I happen to say all the right things at the right time and sometimes I'm I'm so genuine it, it hurts. So everything is a bit lovely again in Irish football and uh, because we're not going to the World Cup in Qatar we can now take the moral high ground about their human rights abuses. Yeah. Can you boycott something even if you didn't qualify? No. Sure, we'll give it a go anyway. You'll never beat the Irish except for on the pitch 99% of the time. Point nine. Thanks, Jez. Don't put coleslaw on your Apple TV. First of all, follow me on the Twitter at Paul Reed Loves Leitrim. <laughs> now, it's been ages since we said things like the instant rate per 100,000, yeah. but COVID is like cronyism. Just when you thought it was over, <clears throat> it's still here and riddling the country. How scary should our clickbait headlines actually be this time, Paul? Yeah. Now is not the time to hit the big red panic button. No. I have that big button in my office. Ever since I joined the HSE, I've been pressing it non stop. <laughs> I even sat on it for a whole day. <laughs> But like the rest of the health system, it doesn't work. It's just for show. <laughs> is Neffet fully back now, is it? Unfortunately, like Westlife reunions, yeah. Neffet keeps reforming and it's never fully gone away. <laughs> Though given how bad their virus projections were calculated for the summer, we might as well have let Nicky Byrne do the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Our older readers prepare when Neffet's in charge. They don't trust the usual shower. Of course, most people don't realise that Neffet is just the usual shower. Yeah. The same old stuffy Department of Health wonks wrapped up into a shiny brand for scary times. <laughs> The reason they're in charge of disasters yeah, yeah. is because they've bleeding out a hand in most of them for years. Oh. Hashtag one million on a waiting list. <laughs> Will we ever get back to normal, Paul? We're doing everything we can. We're rebranding ICU beds as IOU beds. We've only a handful of critical beds, but we've added loads of IOU beds to the system, which don't actually exist, but we owe you these beds because we've been promising them for 20 years. Isn't this something to be ashamed of, no? Now, don't blame me. I've only been here two and a half years, and I spent most of it driving between Leitrim and RTE. There's been horror stories about children waiting on scoliosis operations for years and nothing gets done. Something is being done. HSE urges anyone with a sick child to get an appointment now. 
on a major primetime radio or television show. What? That way, myself and Stephen Donnelly will be so mortal, we'll hop them up the queue at the expense, I presume, of someone who only went on local radio. Yeah, but what happens then? Then the former Minister for Health and the former HSE boss can blame each other on the same radio and telly shows, <laughs> so everyone wins. Except for the people waiting for the operations, of course. No, I mean, that's hardly going to improve anything for anyone. Look, there's no point in trying to get hold of us at our offices. Your best chance is to contact RTE, where we spend most of our time in a huddle with spin teams trying to de-cluster shambles our reputations. People are in agony out there. They're scared of the public health system. It's in bits for years. And now you just blame COVID and cyber attacks forever. Rest assured, we're not even behind the health system anymore. The service is mostly private consultant firms like EY, invoicing us raw and coming up with genius ways of blaming everyone but us for the scandals. They're really great. Now, it's been three minutes since I tweeted, so I'm Paul Reid of the HSE and it's skedaddle time. Uh, Salutations and welcome to my podcast. It's all about the people and so that's why it's called The Leo Lens because people love Leo. Joining me again this week is my cabinet comrade At Simon, Simon Harris TD on Insta, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and Pinterest Sorry, you're on Pinterest? Yes, I collect images of concrete bricks that I sent to people right before I cut them off Sorry, what? Blocks for the blocked, block, 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 oh. concrete and virtual <laughs> <laughs> uh, This week I want to discuss a subject that's very close to my heart uh, The artist's basic income pilot But you don't care about artists unless you're looking to fund a series of Kylie gigs no, I-, I do care about the arts Many of my good friends study arts in Trinners and UCD Before getting a real job in finance Whereas I'm a college dropout, like Kanye And like Kanye not everyone respects my genius so block, block, block I believe in saying that some form of universal basic income is possible but first we have to trial it We can't start with the people who are too lazy to work Welfare blocks, block us all So instead we'll pilot this scheme with people who are too lazy to work But not so lazy that they're not willing to pretend they work Artists You know, I follow lots of great artists on Instagram yeah. Until they criticise me oh. And then I send them a picture of an urban area surrounded by four streets That's a city block Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, now, obviously we can't afford to pay all our artists a basic income. <laughs> so basic. But I was watching this hilarious comedy on Netflix called Squid Game and it really inspired me. Oh, Squid Game refs are great for likes. I'm important. So we're going to have our own Squid Pro Quo game where artists compete in battles inspired by childhood games for the chance to earn a basic income, such as Mother May I. Sorry, what's that? Explain. Artists line up and ask Catherine Martin whether their particular art form is really necessary anymore. All right, TikTok comedian. Yes. Yeah. Stand-up comedians. No. Block, block, block. All types of comedians will be reassigned as Facebook content moderators. <laughs> Another game, of course, is Red Rover. Oh, that's the one where two teams try to break through each other's lines. Well, actually, in my version, we'll just release a pack of hungry dogs into a room full of artists and see what happens. <laughs> Similar deal with What Time Is It, Mr. Wolf? Oh, yes. At the end of the games, the lone surviving artist will receive a basic income for the year. So they can afford to rent... In Berlin Oh that's all we've time for That's all we've time for On the Simon standpoint I'm off to harass Owen Keegan on Twitter This is the Leo lens Are you still here? Here have this Oh a wooden chopping board It's a chopping block (laughs) Block 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 I'm getting too old For this crap Ah, I'd love a boiled egg